Hello my friends, summertime is on its way. That means warmer temperatures are going to be here before you know it. Are you ready? Don't let the hot air sneak up on you. Call my friends at American Heating and Air Conditioning today. Dusty and his team have over 35 years of experience on their side and they can resolve any heating and air conditioning problems that might come your way. Call 918-336-9171 today. Don't delay. Call 918-336-9171. American Heating and Air Conditioning. You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I as Christians are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with me today. As always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Thank you all so much for your support and your your commitment to our community. Uh, check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. Well, everyone right now is worried. Everyone right now is is overly concerned about their lives and there, and, and let me just be honest. There's, there's reason to be concerned. Like we have, we have a season in our life that we just, it, it, yeah, we we should be a little concerned. But here's the thing: worry doesn't fix anything. Being worried about the future doesn't fix anything. In fact, I'll go as far as this: Scripture shows us that worry is actually against God's design. We're not designed by God to worry. We're not to sit around and wring our hands and what might happen. We're not to worry about what could happen in our lives. And I think a lot of what's going on in the world in which we live right now is the bulk of society is worried about what could happen, what might happen. And I I think that we need to be ever vigilant, ever mindful of what the scripture teaches us about being worried. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25, he tells us, he says, Do not be anxious about your life. Do not, this is Jesus talking, the words are in red. I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink for your body, what you're going to put on it. Is not the, the body more than clothing? Look Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them and takes care of them. Are you not more valuable than they are? Like, I want us to think about that statement. Like, the birds that, that fly around and, and do their thing in the world in which we live are not as valuable as you are. And God has put you in a place where he wants you to be. And he's got you in a spot where you need to be at. And you, everybody's like, well, Caleb, I'm worried about what the future, what, what might happen, what could happen. We might, we might lose it all. I might get sick. We might lose all of our money. Like my business might close. You're right. We could lose all of that. I think this is once again, another, a wake up call, a reminder for all of us to say, this is not our home. This is not our 
permanent residence. This is our temporary home. Jesus continues, he says, um, this is how the Gentiles think. In verse 33, he says, for the Gentiles seek after all of these things, like all the, the, the stuff of this world, the lost people, that's what they're focusing on because this is the best it's going to get for lost people. People that are outside of Christ, this is the best it's going to get, period. Jesus says, for this is the the, the Gentiles, the law seek after these things, and your heavenly father knows what all of you need. So he ends this thing. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Now, a lot of people take this as, well, you're going to get everything you want. If you just seek God, you're going to get everything you want. Well, not everything you want, but everything you need, everything that you're that, that God's designed you to have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what do you need? You need Christ. You need Christ above all else, above anything else. You need Jesus. And Jesus is, is like the scripture says, the way he's the truth and he's the life. And that's, that's who and what you need in this moment. So he says, Therefore, because you're seeking Christ, because you're looking at him as the author and the perfecter, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Don't worry. Like that's not a, that's not a, well, if you don't, if you don't feel like being anxious, then don't. He says, therefore, do not. Like this is a command from God. And if you're worried, you're breaking an explicit command from the Lord. And here's the thing. I know that saying don't be worried is way easier than not worrying. I know that the world is troublesome. I know that the world is crazy. In fact, Jesus in John chapter 16 told us the exact same thing. He said, listen, I know. <laughs> I have said these things to you. Verse 33 of John 16. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. But take heart. Because I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Like this, back to the idea, this is not our home. It's a temporary abode. It is a temporary dwelling place. Our primary objective needs to be, okay, Jesus, what do you want for me to do while I'm on this temporary, this this spot? What do you want me to do here? Tell me where you want me to go, how you want me to act, who you want me to engage with. You tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And so, the idea here is when we seek Christ, when we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else is going to be taken care of. All of your needs will be taken care of. What are your, like, think about your basic needs. What are your basic needs? Like Jesus alludes to this in the text. Don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Obviously, a necessity to live on this planet is eating and drinking. You have to be able to do those things or you die. So Jesus says, listen, don't worry about these things, how you're going to eat or how you're going to drink. Uh, I will take care of you. And then don't worry about your body, what you're going to put on it. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Like this is really big. Why are you anxious about what you're going to wear? Why are you anxious about what you're going to eat? Jesus takes care of birds. Why in the world would he not take care of you? 
That's what, in fact, I didn't say that. That's, that's verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass, and now he's talking about not just the birds, now he's talking about the grass. He says, but if, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown onto the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For this is what the lost people think about. This is what the pagan world thinks about. Don't be a man or a woman who sits around and thinks about things that lost people think about. You're a child of the king. You need to think about things beyond that. You need to think about things that are bigger and grander than man, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? I'm like, that, think about that. That's what we, a bulk of people that, what's for dinner? What are we doing for lunch? What are we doing for supper? What's for breakfast tomorrow? Like we're, even while we're eating, I've caught myself even doing this. While I'm eating food, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what we're going to do for dinner later. Like if I'm eating a good lunch, I wonder what we're going to do for dinner later. Like I need to stop. Holy smoke, I need to quit that. I need to get my mind right. I need to get my mind on something that's bigger. Man, I want I want to I want to take you guys over to Isaiah. Oh man, this is such a good verse. Isaiah 40. It's the last little section of Isaiah 40. Like this is this is an encourager right here. Like this verse will get you amped up. If this if this doesn't get you amped up, I don't know what in the world can get you amped up. Like I don't, it, you may not be able to get amped up if this doesn't. Isaiah chapter forty, starting in verse twenty-eight. Have you not known? Question mark. Have you not heard? Question mark. So he's asking some questions here. Have you not known about this? Have you not heard about this? The Lord is the everlasting God. He is the Creator of the ends of the earth. So here's the big thing. God is everlasting and he creates all things. He creates to the end of the world. He does not, our God does not grow weary. He does not grow faint. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. He gives power. Like I want you to look at that word. He gives power to the faint. And to him... Who has no might, he increases their strength. Like these, now this is what I'm talking. This is the people in that are in Christ. They're in in God. This is what we have access to. He gives power to the faint. He gives might to those that are that are that are weak. Even the youth shall fall weary. Like even like he said, there's going to be a season and a time where even kids are just going to be like kids are just rambunctious little things that have tons. Of, I got three teenagers and a ten year old, and man, it is wild sometimes in my house. Lots of energy, lots of passion, lots of excitement. There's even a point where God says, even the youth will faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. Guys have tons of energy. Guys have a a unnatural sometimes young men have an unnatural amount of testosterone and energy and drive and let's move go 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 god says there's even going to come a point where these guys are going to fall exhausted stop trusting in the present world system stop trusting in your own abilities stop trusting in what you've got but here's what you need to do verse 31 but they who wait for the Lord shall have their strength renewed. Like this is the key to getting your strength renewed. Because here's what we typically will do. 
we'll mainly see that last part. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. What's the caveat? What's the prerequisite to do those things? So verse 31, the first part of verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord. Like this is the prerequisite. You have to wait on God's timing. You have to wait for the Lord and what he has for you to do. You have to see what his plans, his goals, his purposes are. Because why? He is the everlasting God. He's the one who doesn't grow weary. He's the one who is pushing the agenda. He's the one we are to follow and to look to as the author um, and the perfecter of our faith. That's that's uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Let's just look at that real quick because I think that's really... Um, verse 2 of Hebrews 12 says... Looking to Jesus as the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And now you say, well, Caleb, what in the world is he doing at the, on the right hand on the throne by the throne of God, the right hand of the throne of God? What's he doing? Well, we get an actual an answer to that in Romans chapter eight. Did you know that? Romans eight tells us what God, what Jesus is doing at the throne of God. Um, Romans eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll start in verse thirty-one, eight thirty-one. <clears throat> what then shall we say? These things of God is for us who can be against us. He who did not dis- who who did not spare his own son. But gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who can condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he's raised. He's been raised, and he's at the right hand of the of God. So here we again. Here we are again. He's at the right hand of God. What is he doing? He's who intercedes who indeed is interceding for us. He's interceding on our behalf. He's interceding for you. He's at the right hand of the Father, and he's pleading his children's case to the Father. He said, hey, that one belongs to me. Hey, that one's mine. That one is, that one's mine. That, that, uh, mine, 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 mine. And then he... Verse 35, in context, continues. Because Jesus is interceding on our behalf. Look at this. Get ready, get ready. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of the sword? Are these things going to separate us from God? Absolutely not. But here's what Jesus does promise us. Who? As it's written, verse 36, as it's written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. Here's the thing. You might lose your life in this world, but you get Jesus and your eternal security is set. Your eternal home is set forever. Like this is the thing we need to get our minds around. We need to grasp this. We need to see this. All we can, if we get this, it's going to give us so much confidence. It's going to give us so much boldness. For your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to the slaughter. No, in all 
things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Like that is a motive. Like that's that's a game-changing, motivational, get you amped up idea that God is on our side. God's bigger than this virus. God's bigger than this moment. God's bigger than your personal life. And this is not the end. This is just like, I'm a, I'm 41 years old. I've got such a long road to go. And I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about eternities waiting. In in eternity, I want you to think about eternity for just a minute. If you're in Christ, I want you to think about eternity. Here's what, this is what you get. You get everlasting joy, full access to the Father. Heaven is your home. Your sin nature is destroyed. You no longer have to worry about your sin nature. You now have a perfect nature that God reshaped remolded the old has been cast out and the new has been has been presented has been set up in your life and this is what we need to see and this is what we need to get our our eyes around is that the god of the universe loves you and that jesus is for you and and that he's advocating for you if you're in Christ. Now, I'm giving you a caveat here. Those that are in Christ, I'm I'm talking to those that are genuine, authentic, real believers and as I'm talking, your spirit is 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 just humming with excitement because of God's word and you're humming with this with joy knowing, "Oh, golly, God is mine and I am God's." Oh, yes. But those that are outside of Christ, none of this stuff applies. If you're outside of Christ, Romans 8.1 is not a comfort for you. If you're outside of Christ, the, the idea of therefore, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. If you're in Christ, that if you're in Christ, there's no condemnation. Logic tells us if you're outside of Christ, there is condemnation. There's judgment. There's wrath. The last part of that text that says, for I'm sure that none of these things are going to separate me from the love of Christ Jesus. If you're outside of Christ, all of those things will separate you. You will be separated from God because of your sin. Period. You'll be separated from God because of your sin. So you say, Caleb, how do I, how does this, how does this get fixed? How does this get changed? Well, I'm glad you asked. Now's the time you have the opportunity to repent. If you're listening to this broadcast, I'm pleading with you this morning. I'm pleading with you this evening. I'm pleading with you with whatever time you're listening to this. Oh, I'm pleading. Find Christ's grace. Repent now. Like, find his grace to be sufficient. Now, I want you, I want you to hear this. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Listen to this. It says this. Because if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here's the thing you need to understand, that Jesus Christ came into the world as God in the flesh. Perfect. The perfect God in human flesh took your place, died on the cross for you, took your 
position. You, your position was a position of death. You should have died in your sin. But Jesus said, I'm going to buy them back. I'm going to redeem people back. He died on the cross 2,000 years ago, took the full penalty and wrath of God on himself. And as a result of that, now you get grace rather than justice. You get mercy rather than what you deserve because of what Jesus did on your behalf. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So you have to understand that you're sinful. You got to understand that you've committed sin. First John 1 9 says, if you confess back to the idea of confession, if you confess your sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. That's first John 1 9. Like we need to be ever, ever mindful of this idea that Jesus is for us and he wants to forgive and he wants to redeem and he wants to reconcile. But here's the, here's the, the caveat here. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart, a lot of people have God in their minds, but they they don't have God in their hearts. They're going to miss Jesus. They're going to miss heaven. They're going to miss access to forgiveness by 18 inches. Oh, I'm praying that that's not you. Here's what, here's what you need to do. Recognize you're a sinner. Tell God this morning as you're listening to this program if you're driving if you're if you're running you listen to this on a podcast and you just say jesus i'm sorry i'm sorry that i've sinned against you i'm sorry that i have broken your law i'm sorry that i have I've violated the ten commandments i'm sorry that i've lied i've stolen i've cheated i've committed adultery in my mind i've disobeyed my parents i've done the things you've told me not to do god please forgive me Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Forgive me. Cleanse me of my unrighteousness. Come into my heart and and be the King and the Lord of my life. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ, Jesus, I believe that you're Lord. I believe that you're God. I believe that you're everything the Bible says you are. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, God, I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead for my justification so that I can stand before you with right standing and have a perfect right standing with you. I believe that, God, I believe that. And guess what? You will be saved. That's not my words. That's God's word. God's word says, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Don't overcomplicate this thing, guys. Repent of your sins, confess Jesus as Lord, and have a belief in your heart that's going to change your life. Have a belief in the, in God that I'm gonna I'm gonna actually believe this thing. I'm gonna follow Christ. I'm gonna love Him. I'm gonna know Him intimately. I want to know Him more than I want to know anything else in the world. Like that's that's where you're gonna find peace. That's where you're gonna find grace. That's where you're gonna find God's power and His His resurrection life. Oh my goodness, this is so big, guys. Don't miss this. Like, I believe firmly that time's growing short. I believe Jesus is coming sooner rather than later. I believe that Jesus is coming sooner rather than later. And what we need to be doing is we need to be ever, ever vigilant to see and to look for Jesus. You say, well, Caleb, why is that important? Hebrews 9 tells us that. 
Hebrews 9.28 says this, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. My question for us this morning is, are you eagerly waiting for Jesus? Are you eagerly longing for him to be here close to us, present with us. I hope you are, because if you are, Jesus says that he's coming to save those that are eagerly looking for him. Are you longing to be with Jesus? Are you longing to see the Lord? Because if you're longing to see Jesus, that is where you're going to find salvation. Longing to be with Christ, longing to be next to him, that's going to change your life and your world. Well, guys, I love you. Thanks for taking time out of your, out of your day to listen to this podcast. Um, to find out more about what we're doing and where we're, uh, the direction we're heading, um, go to my website, www.calebgordon.com. That's where you can find all the podcasts, all the, um, all the stuff, and we'll uh, we'll get you we'll get you set up. God's good. I believe that God's got um, something big for this for us during this season. We just need to dig into His Word and find out what it is. Pray and ask God to give you the strength, give you the insight, give you the word to make it through. And I believe with everything in me that, that you will love y'all have an incredible week. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.